Make sure your kids start the new school year with a healthy smile. Grove Dental can help you check off a dental exam from your back-to-school list. At Grove Dental, we offer compassionate, comprehensive dental care in a state-of-the-art environment that tailors to your specific dental needs. With 30 dentists and specialists in four convenient Chicagoland offices, we are your family's one-stop dental office. Take advantage of our new patient special and examine cleaning for adults and kids just $49. Now that's something to smile about. Visit GroveDental.com. Love Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Climbing the Ivy on the Fan Side of Network. This is your host, Alex Pat, alongside my usual co-host, Adam McGinnis. We have a one-hour special for you today, and we will have even more co-hosts on this show tonight. We will be discussing the 2018 MLB trade deadline. It happened a few hours before the show was recorded, so all the new trades are brand new. We're just kind of processing them now, and we're going to talk it over. And then, obviously, we're going to focus on uh, some Cubs news as well. So we'll have that going for us as well. Uh, Plenty to talk about, so we're just going to get right into it. Uh, Adam, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right. Uh, The air conditioner doesn't appear to be doing its job at my place at the moment. So if I seem extra cantankerous tonight, that's why. It's because I'm sweaty and uncomfortable, and I'll be taking it out on you, I'm sure. Well, I mean, I'm kind of used to that kind of stuff, so, you know. Yeah, but it could be worse than usual tonight. I mean, I'm probably really going to lay into you and just berate you. Yeah, okay. I'll I'll be prepared for that. Fair warning. (laughs) So we're waiting for a few of our fellow Cubby's Crib writers to come in. We know Matthew Ong wants to join us, as well as Cody Del Mendo, and maybe a few more surprises along the way. So uh, they'll be in shortly, hopefully. So the two of us will just kind of get this started. Trade deadline was today. Obviously, the trade deadline is a much-talked-about day in the world of baseball. Did you have any trades in mind that you thought were going to happen and didn't happen? Because I think that there's a lot of talk right now of, oh, I expected this to happen, and it didn't. Is there anything like that for you right now that you're thinking of? No, the Cubs did pretty much exactly what I thought they were going to do, even last week when we talked. I didn't think they were going to go out and get a high-profile guy, especially a starter. I thought they would add uh, a solid bullpen arm, not somebody too overly expensive, but somebody who will definitely help out the bullpen, and that's what they got in Kinsler. So, um, no, the Cubs, they didn't shock me. They didn't disappoint me. I think they I think they pretty much handled it exactly the way they needed to. Yeah, I mean, they did pretty much what they could because, let's face it, they don't have the farm system. They make a big blockbuster trade. No. They were not willing to trade any of the big league club. So they did what they could with what they had, and I think you got to give a lot of credit there. All right, looks like we have someone else coming in. This might be Matthew. Hey, Matthew, is that you? Yes, it is. Hey. hey. How's it going? I thought it was, I thought it was the dragon, though. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that was a long time ago, though. And you know, a nickname like Dragon is something you earn. It's 
So, you know, it, we'll see. We'll see, like, midway through the show where you're at and maybe. But um, I did hear what you guys were saying. But, uh, you know, Theo Epstein, man, he waved his wand. Because if you think about it, guys, we got Cole Hamels and um, Kinsler for basically peanuts. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything too much about the prospect we gave up this afternoon, other than the fact that he's a single A. I, you know, I would do the same trade over ten times, and just the ability of Epstein to answer or fill holes with basically giving up nothing is, to me, remarkable. I don't know what his ploy is, but whatever he does, it works. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they made did with what they could do. When you don't have a lot of assets in the farm, you got to be thinking, well, we got to find deals that we can make with kind of low prospect guys, ones that are not on the top ten list, because even the top ten list for the Cubs right now, you have some notable names there, but nobody that's really going to be a huge, huge, huge want by a selling team that's looking for a major piece in the rebuild. So, yeah, I mean, we'll get to Cole Hamels in a minute, but, like, you know, the Kinsler trade, it was one for one, one minor league guy that I really never heard of, a pitching prospect with Myrtle Beach, and then you got a veteran reliever. So, I mean, there you go. It's it's giving up pretty much nothing. Um, before we go any further, it looks like someone else is joining us. This might be Cody. Mm, it might be Cody. William. Is that is Cody? Cody? Yeah, yeah. What's up, guys? Oh, okay. hey, I was Cody. expecting someone else. No offense, Cody. You're fine, too. Appreciate hey, you bud. guys uh, having me on, man. Yes. Yep, don't blow it. Yeah, I'll cool. try not to. So, Cody, we were just talking about uh, the moves that the Cubs have made, not really in much detail about who they are, so we'll get to that in a minute, but just the trades that okay. the seen pulled off. Were you – satisfied with what Theo did overall this trade deadline? Uh, yeah, I think most people should be content with, with what they did considering, um, I mean, when I joined, you were talking about the low prospects or those, the fact that we don't have a, our farm system is very thin. Um, so, yeah, I mean, with what they got for, with what we have, I mean, I mean, I thought they did a great job. Um, you knew you weren't going to get a high-end starter like Jacob DeGrom unless, you know, you had to give up Ian Happ or Albert Armora and probably had to throw in Mike Montgomery or someone like that. And not that – I mean, obviously, I guess it came out that they, that DeGrom and Senior Guard weren't even on the market. But if they would have been, uh, I feel like then uh, maybe Theo would have gone after someone like that. But, um, you know, obviously the, the starting pitching market was very thin this, this July. So, I mean – if uh, if, it, if it, it could have been better, if, if if something like that could have worked out, but at the same time, I don't I don't know if I wanted the Cubs to get rid of anyone on the major league roster, um, at least yet. Um, I guess we can see the rest of the season play out and go into the off season and go from there. But as of right now, I'm I, I'm pretty glad that they were able to hold on to most of the major league roster. And uh, as far as like the the other moves like Chavez and and Kinsler, I mean, you didn't really have to give up anything at all for for those guys, and they were needs. So I'm I have no no issue with what they with what they did. 
a poll on Twitter earlier, and I basically asked what people thought of the moves. And the options I gave were love the moves, fine with the moves, underwhelmed, terrible, 81 votes, 23% said love, 63% said fine, 14 underwhelmed. So majority pretty much likes it. So, yeah, um, yeah. that pretty much sums up what people are thinking. And another, and another thing, uh, real quick, um, if you guys think about it, the two, rele- the two players they got around this deadline period are controllable assets. Um, because if you'll remember, uh, the day before the deadline, John Paul Morosi came out and said, we were close on Brad Ziegler, and then for some reason that deal fell through. And then I looked at his contract. He was a, he would have been a rental player. So not only did the Cubs, in my opinion, accomplish what they needed to accomplish, they got Hamill for another year if they wanted, and Kinsler for another year if they wanted. So that, I just think, was a bonus. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people aren't a big fan of the Hamels move. Um, well, maybe not a lot, but some people aren't just based off, you know, the season he's having. But I think a lot of people think that maybe those numbers could be better put in Wrigley Field. And, um, you know, obviously the Cubs have a better defense than the Rangers. So, you know, those, those many factors might help his earn run average a little bit and, uh, and it's not even like the Cubs need him to be like 2008 Cole Hamels. They just need him to be to be able to consistently give them five or six innings and not walk a ton of guys like Tyler Chatwood. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be really hard to walk that many guys. But, yeah, you just want <laughs> him to be decent. Uh, what are you guys all yeah. realistically expecting from him? Adam, what do you expect? From, from Cole Hamels? Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's been doing okay on the road. It looks like Texas has been kind of his kryptonite this year. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I certainly don't expect prime Cole Hamels at all. We might see flashes of that pitcher from time to time. But uh, from uh, tomorrow, I think, is his first start. From from now till the end of the regular season, I would say, you know, maybe something like a 3.85 ERA around that. Area, I I think that's realistic. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. I, I like anywhere between a, a three five and a three eight ERA, and you know, and just your typical innings eater, I guess you could you could say. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, for that's me, what you're looking at here. For for me, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but for me, it's. I really, and this is me just, you know, talking, but do you guys have the feeling that this move is similar to the Verlander move a year ago? I don't think it's that. Uh, I don't think we're going to get those kind of results. No. I'm not, believe me, I'm not saying he's going to be, I'm I'm not saying he's going to be Verlander, but I, this move has that feel to you're putting a bona fide ace out of a crappy situation and throwing him into a, you know, a pennant race. I, I just think he can, you know, I think he can get you a 3-3 ERA and, you know, four or five wins before the end of the regular season. I really think that. 
Hey, I see what you're saying, and you know, it makes it makes some sense. <laughs> um, yeah, I I just don't think he's gonna put up the numbers like Verlander. I, I, like I nobody think. in the league is gonna do what Verlander did. That that's right. That was insane. The kind of run he had is the kind of thing you you see once every ten years. What I think Hamels can do is is like I said, be an, an innings eater and a guy that you can rely on in October because he has the experience and because he, you know, he's proven that he can pitch well in, in big time games. Right. So Basically, I, all I, he has to do is not walk six guys a game and go longer than five and a third. And he'll, if he does that, he'll effectively be an upgrade over Tyler Chatwood. So, I mean, yeah, and that, that's, that's what the Cubs are looking for. I was upset with the move at first, and when it was rumored that they were going after Hamels, I was not a fan. I didn't think it made sense. Hamels wasn't having a great year, but like you guys said, they got him for practically nothing, eating a little bit of the contract on Texas's end, and so, you know, it could it could work out. I'm just glad that Tyler Chatwood is out of the rotation. Well, I think a lot of people agree with you there on that one. Oh, boy, we have two more people coming in. Wow, this is going to be interesting. Yay! All right, uh, the next two people, you are in. What's up? Hey, guys. What is your name? Hello. Well, I I am actually, I'm Corey Francis. I used to actually write with Cubby's Crib. Oh, yeah, hey, oh, Corey, what's up? I had a post on there like, hey, man, you should call in, so I'm calling in. How's it going, dude? I'm doing fine, man. How are yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Been a minute. Dude, I'm so glad you're here. It's so awesome that you called in. Yeah, welcome. Well, I'm, you know, I'll do what we can every once in a while. So, uh, but no, I'm, I'm just I, I'm the biggest head scratcher for me in this whole trade deadline stuff. The Milwaukee Brewers. I mean, I, I, yeah. think the Cubs, I wish the Cubs had done a little bit more. You know, Archer went to the Pirates for a few prospects. We probably could have done that or gotten rid of one major league player and, you know, gotten Archer. But, you know, to trade to, to the trades that the, the Brewers made without getting pitching, at least the Cubs got Chavez, which has been fantastic so far in my eyes. Yeah. So I got Hamill will help. Hamill will you know, Hamilton is a little bit of a band-aid on a bad pitching rot- or a, a not stellar pitching rotation right now. I just don't get what the Brewers are thinking in terms of being competitive with the rest of the division. I, I, I I'm with you. <laughs> I agree. Agree. Um, because I even posted after they got. Uh, oh, who did they get this afternoon? Oh, Scope. Thank you. Yeah, Scope. Yeah, yeah, they got – and I tweeted out, I didn't understand what they were doing, and my three arguments were, who's going to pitch? Number two, what is their infield going to look like? And more importantly, where are you going to get at-bats for Stolt, Moustakis, Shaw, uh, uh, so on and so forth? To me, it's a long hand of, of players, and you could have easily shopped some of those players for a pitcher. And they needed pitching that was no doubt about it. My understanding right. is that they're going to move Shaw to second base. Am I right there? They already well, that's that. the talk. Yeah. yeah. That is the talk, yeah. Oaks play shortstop, and Moustakis obviously is going to play third. But Well, they already yeah, have a decent shortstop. 
It was Orlando Orpio, like, I know that. He was struggling, though. He wasn't like he was last year. So he's always got that going for him. What, That's what, true. Yeah, it's like, Jonathan it's, Villar, he was playing second, right? I don't know. Ooh, he, yeah, he was, he was, he was yeah. at second. He was like batting like 261. Uh, yeah, Villar's Villar, Villar, Villar. on the DL, but he's, he's been playing second. <laughs> God, this, this, is, this is hard having so many people when you can't see each other. It's like, <laughs> just yeah. everybody's all going in at once. We need to... Oh, we need to be going uh, back to elementary school here, okay? Let's channel our inner second grade and take turnsies here. Well, how can we raise hands when we can't see each other? Uh, I don't know. What is that? in the ship, Pat, so figure it out. Yeah, my hand's raised right now, but that's okay. You'll keep on going. It's fine. <laughs> well, I also have to ask who not Corey is who also joined us. Uh, William. Uh, That's not like, oh, it's William. Hey, got, like, ten people. Oh. What's going on? What's up, William? Good to have you. How much? Yeah. Hey, who is this? This is Alex. This is the head of the oh, show. Hey, Alex. I never, hey. I never realized if it's you or Adam. So, hey, what's up, Alex? Yeah, I'm yeah, Cody. The guy who doesn't sound like a total dweeb. That's that's. No, me. I'm Cody. No, I'm Adam. You're going to put confusion for me. Come on. Hey, let me ask you you real fast. Let me ask all of you. How is this tussling going to happen tonight? What was the question? How is this tussling going to happen tonight? It's getting late. How are you going to be the hero? Uh, How are they going to win? I'm assuming that they're going to win by scoring more runs than the Pirates do. Is Baez going to be the hero? Is Baez going to be the guy? He's up right now. He already had uh, some heroics in this game. He had the game-tying home run a while ago. Now the thing. Somebody else pick up the spot. He's due for a triple. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be Riz, man. Riz is going to do something. Riz is on fire. Hopefully Rizzo will have to fight this in that last inning. Yeah. It's gonna be Al it's gonna be Al Moore with a double in the gap and it's gonna be Contreras knocking him in right after that. Something's gonna to have to and then maybe a pinch hitter for uh Chavez hits a home run. That's my guess. I don't know uh, who's it gonna be the the pinch hitter tonight could be um Bodie. Bodie was great. Bodie. Uh but yeah, Bodie's been the goat recently. Absolutely. Yeah, it has. From Bodie to love. Did you guys see that Rizzo? Uh, <laughs> oh my I, heard. I, I didn't, heard but I heard, heard it on the radio. I heard though. it was in the wrist. Yeah. Yeah, it looked pretty. He's, I mean, he stayed in it. Oh, uh, bias. Oh, man. Who about the left? Uh, yeah, Rizzo stayed in, but it looked like it was pretty painful. At least it. Yeah. Oh, he got under it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he buddy had yeah. him. Wishful thinking. No, he, I forgot this was a game series too. Oh my god, <laughs> this is such a cluster. Oh, I can't say that word. Sorry. Oh yeah, I was gonna say I, I almost had to kick you off. Stop. Didn't didn't do it though, did I? No, no, you didn't. And I'm proud of you. You could do that thirty person FaceTime thing. Yeah. All right. So. Get this ship going in the right direction again here. Okay, so we talked a little bit about the Cubs. 
Obviously, Cole Hamels, Kinsler, and Chavez, we got those guys for pretty much nothing. Really good bargains there. Um, personally, I think Kinsler is going to be good to have because he does have closer experience. And when Brandon yep. Morrow is injured, you want to have as much depth in that area as possible. So I also do really like that. All right, one by one here, I'm going to ask all of you, we're going to go to back to second grade. What was the most surprising move in baseball that you saw during this trade deadline? I Can will I go start first? with Adam, hey, and I will. Hey. Yes. Because, <laughs> only because I know I'm going to have the same answer as everybody else. Like I, I'm positive that everybody was going to give the same answer I'm going to give, and I'm giving it first. So, ha! It's got to be Chris Archer to the Pirates, right? Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah. 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 When they got when they got uh, uh, the the Rangers guy Kella, right? Kayla, is that how you say it? Kellar, I think it's Kellar or something. Kayla, what? Kellar, it's it's K E L A, isn't it? Kella, yeah, yeah, Kella, Kella. It doesn't it doesn't matter. That's neither here nor there. When they got that guy, that that's when they made it clear that they were not throwing in the towel or standing pat. That they were going to go for it. And I thought that was kind of cool because they're not that far out of the race. And it was a nice message to the fans that, you know, we're not giving up. We're going to go for this thing. And I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was probably enough for them uh, given how they were playing. But getting a high-profile guy like Chris Archer was a big deal because I'm sure most people thought that he was going to be headed to one of the big dogs like the Dodgers or the Yankees. And so to see him end up – on the Pirates, who have kind of a long shot still to get into the playoffs, I, I think it's kind of cool. I think it's good for baseball, and that's going to make them an interesting interesting team to watch the rest of the way. Um, I kind of stand by what I said earlier, that I think Chris Archer is uh, a tad bit overrated and has been for a little while, but he is, he is a good pitcher. And, yeah, he's uh, solid so enough he, that he could give you some, yeah. a lot of strikeouts and a good outing. Right. Uh, putting him in that rotation definitely improves the Pirates, that's for sure. I don't think that he's as good as some people uh, try to make him seem, but he definitely improves that team uh, by a lot. For sure. So, because I, I was sure that he was either going to go to the Yankees or he was just going to stay with the Rays like he has been for the past three or four years. So, yeah, that was the surprising move. That's what I've got. So, uh I know that's what I everyone else wants to say. So you I can, got one. You can come up with something else now. I got, I got one. Okay, uh, go. Matt, you said it first, or Cody? Cody, you go ahead, then Matt. Okay, um, Tommy Pham for the three prospects. I'm, yeah. I'm just surprised that yeah. the Cardinals are actually selling, or if you want to consider it selling. Um, I mean, they, they – Beginning of the week, what they like, they let go of all these bullpen guys like Holland and and whoever else. Yeah, oh yeah, and and then and then like Fan getting traded, to me it just doesn't make that much sense because he still had they still had years of control with him and he had a good year last year and like they pretty much had the same record last year around this time as they do this year. And they could have got way more for him last season. So I, I don't really get it because, like, for, first off, they turned to the Rays, who 
They just traded Archer, so like I don't get what what they're doing. It's this is a very confusing trade. That's why it's so shocking because it's like uh, I just don't know what either team's direction is. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really make much sense on either end, does it? I mean, yeah, I thought it was the uh, the Pirates. Word on the street, word on the street is that Tommy Pham and the Cardinals were not too fond of each other. They, they called they it out. I heard that too. Oh, there, yeah. there was some, yeah, some sort of bad blood uh, between the two sides, and so I, I don't know that this necessarily means that the Cardinals are waving the white flag as much as it is they're. Just, I don't think it is uh, fixing maybe a clubhouse issue uh, while they can. I don't know. Maybe that's. I don't know. Either way, it doesn't matter. They're not really going anywhere this year, but uh, it, it does seem like they, they got kind of a, a small return for uh, a good player in Tommy Sam. But, it, again, I mean, it doesn't really – I don't know what the Rays are doing either. I mean, it doesn't make much sense on their end, but whatever. To me, the Cardinals were just kind of dumping some stuff off and not selling, if that makes sense, with that. Right, yeah. One quick thing on the archer, then I'll get into my. The people the Rays got back, though, Glasnow and Meadows, those guys are major league ready talent. So they might not be as far away from being decent. So maybe that fan move to me makes a little more sense. But what surprised me the most was the D backs going out and getting Ziggler and then Dirkman to make their bullpen just on, like, Unbelievable. I thought they would get one, but to get two, they're trying to shorten the game to like a five-inning game is what they're doing. Because you you figure Dirkman, uh, in some combination, Dirkman, Bradley, Ziegler, and then Boxberger. I mean, they're, they're you know what I mean? So that was my surprise, them getting two relievers. Yeah, I mean, again, and not a lot of people saw this coming, so I get what you're saying. That and the fact that Milwaukee didn't get pitching, but we've already yeah it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that is a big surprise. <laughs> yeah, what the hell that, are they uh, doing? <laughs> the, the surprise for me, I'm taking this the other way. The surprise for me, I mean, it didn't happen, but seeing the Padres getting involved with, like, Syndergaard rumors and uh, who was it? Mm-hmm. I think Archer also. It's like the Padres were trying to be buyers. The Brewers not getting any pitchers or at least starters. Um, the Mets holding on, basically holding on to, not the Grom, I mean, he wasn't going to go anywhere, but, like, whether it was uh, Batista or, um, I'm trying to think, who else? Um, or you know, Demo? Yeah, I mean, the Mets, the Mets are a mess. They're down, like, 19 to nothing right now, symbolical of their whole season. Uh, <laughs> the Mets are down 5-3 now. Um, but, yeah. Um, Wilson. Jesus. Yeah, Wilson Wilson. I can't wait till Wilson's gone at the end of the year. But you know, hey, that's a human being, man. Show yeah, some respect. It'll be just fine, but uh, I'm no, kidding. but uh, I'm kind of looking forward to it too. Yeah. Um. It's, it's, what a year? It's a year to a year ago to the day that he's acquired, and he's just been. Eh. You know what Justin well, I Wilson know. is? I, I you know what he is? He's like a. Yeah, you ever you ever gotten sick on a roller coaster? Like you go on a roller coaster and it's really it's fun for a little bit, but yeah. then you start feeling sick and you're like, okay, it was fun for a little while, but now I'm just ready for it to be over. That's that's <laughs> Wilson. The thing fact, is, though, Wilson was never fun. Yeah, he kind of was. 
Initially, like before he threw a baseball, before he threw a baseball for Stubbs, that was fun because at that point we thought he was a big deal. But then he wasn't. Well, yeah, you're right. Last year, when they got him, yeah, last year when they got him, it was like, okay, he's a good pitcher. But then it was like horrible from the get go. This year he's been somewhat promising, but it seems like you know the other shoe falls. Either bad or good. Yeah. I feel like you don't get an in between with him. It's like like he gives up this home run or he gives yeah. you a one, two, three inning. Like it's Well it's if not you the put Justin Wilson in, in in like a seventh in inning, he'll get the job done, but late in the game when you need to be close, that's when things could kinda of go south with him. Right. Well, yeah. It's a high leverage situation. Justin Wilson out there. Uh-uh. But um can I I'll say this. Um, real quick, the one under the move, under the radar move, well, not under the radar, but the one move that could pay dividends for a team is Wilson Ramos going to Philly. Yeah. That to me, yeah. was, the that to me was the most. That could be the best move of the trade deadline. Yeah, that was a great get for Philly. That was a really good get. Yeah. A veteran catcher with that young pitching staff, that to me was – because who did they have before? Andrew Knapp. I mean, the upgrade level was is sky high right now. Huge. Huge. Yeah, he's a good catcher, and that dude can hit, too. Wilson Ramos can swing the lumber, man. The Knapp probably missed him. I think the Knapp The Knapp can miss a lot of things. <laughs> I've got – I hate you. Stealing my lines. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. I, 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 the silence. You know, I'm just I'm, I'm sitting over there cracking up, listening to you guys. This is hilarious. There's, there's one name I think. There's one name that everybody I think forgot about this trade deadline that I thought I didn't even know it still played, and that was Adam Warren. He got traded for money. I totally forgot about that. Oh man, how the mighty he's, he's not terrible. He's not. He should help out of. He should help out of bullpen. Just getting traded for international slot money is kind of like. I think basically, the Yankees got all the uh, the Yankees got all the money Seattle acquired to try to get Otani, and of course that didn't work out. So New York got all that money that Seattle was hoarding for Otani. Have you guys realized how much international slot money has played a role this year? It seems like every deal has slot money going one way or another. It felt like every deal today had slot money in it. It's a big big thing these days. International slot money is a really important tool for rebuilds, especially. Oh, I mean, you look you look at a lot of what the recent teams have done. Uh, even the Cubs with the international money. I mean, they got Jorge Soler, and obviously he was a good player coming up. He eventually got traded, but he was part of the 2016 teams. Yeah. 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 yeah it's. Uh, I feel like the White Sox are really uh, using that money to their advantage. They've gotten a lot of guys from. Uh, down south, I can't remember the countries, but you know where I'm getting to. In Republic, Colombia, um, Puerto Rico, you know those kind of Puerto countries. Central America. Hey, yeah, guys, Puerto Rico's Puerto a big one. Hey, so yeah, yeah. Daniel Kinsler, real fast. I actually like that pickup a lot because I know you mentioned it. 
he could be a potential closer. He was the all-star closer for the Twins, like, what, last season? And yeah, just know, before year. the trade. Um, I actually wrote about him for the crib back in December. I, I really thought he would be a big, uh, a good pickup for the Cubs, and apparently they liked him a lot too back then. And of course, for whatever reason, they, you know, Nats got him back. But I think he's a pretty good pickup, especially with the Morrow thing. What's the latest on him? Just hurt out. The latest, as far as I know, he still hasn't even thrown. Yeah, I don't know what's up with him. So I, I mean. I think Kinsler could be the closer. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to go to Strope or what, but I feel like Kinsler could be the Strope's been okay so to far me, in the closing position. Eh. But that's just me. I think it's Kinsler. Yeah, I mean, it could be. For now. I mean, do I want Strope to be the closer? No, I'm just – in the few appearances that he's done, and he hasn't done too bad. I Right. I can't complain. Right. I, I'm honestly yeah, surprised I, that they haven't used Edwards as a closer. I thought Edwards would get that. I that think he can be. I think he, I think that's his future, or at least could be his future, at least next year or two years from now, or whatever. Maybe not next year. He's just been too injured. He's just been too injured this year to really yeah. allow him to stay in that role the entire time. Right. Yeah. yeah you know, the whole thing with the closer situation right now is is that you have to have your closer back at some point. Brandon Morrow is the closer. You can go a certain amount of time with kind of a closer by committee, but you got to have him back eventually. It, it, it'll work for oh, a yeah. short time, but not in the long run. I'm sure you guys would agree with that. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you have the you have the ninth inning settled. You know you can line up everybody else in six, seven, and eight. You know, how the time exactly. they don't get past the right. ninth inning. So now you've got you've got a question mark in the ninth inning. So you got to rotate everything around, and you just there's no consistency. We need you need to have that consistency, and that's why, you know, Chapman was a big deal in 2016 when they picked him up. They they solidified that role. Everything else could fall in place. That's part of the like. That's why I think Kinsler would slide air quotes around slide into the closers role for right now because then technically you aren't moving any of your current pieces anywhere. Right. You can just kind of slide Kinsler in there. Because this Cub team, I've noticed over the last bunch of years, they're very, um, what's the word? They're very, um... Baseball? They need to, they, no, they need to be on a schedule. They need to be... <laughs> you, know, that's, you know, they need to be, like, on a schedule... That's why, like, I don't think a six-man rotation would work for this team. So I just think sliding Kinsler in kind of leaves the bullpen alone. So that way you right. don't have to mess with it. Um, yeah, no, that's those are all really good points. I mean, that way, I mean, that's probably, honestly, I think that's the reason they got him, or at least that they had him on their target. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go. Tie runs on. New, new topic time? I think we milked that one dry. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, raise your hand. I, I can't see their hands, so um, remember, raise your hand if you want to speak. Have your bathroom pass right ready if you need to tinkle, okay? I'm raising my hand. <laughs> We're running a tight-knit operation here. I think we should do the 30-person FaceTime thing one day and see how that goes. Yeah, we're going to definitely give that a go. I'm I'm really curious. I'm going to give your mom I didn't even know you could do that. Right, right now. Give it to clean, guys. Come on, Russ. Well, yeah, Russ, I uh, love that, so. 
We will keep you updated here, even though you'll probably be listening to this show after the game is over. But if we're going to move on to another topic here, um, what was let, – let's talk about a team in baseball that you thought was going to make a big trade but didn't. We already talked about the Brewers, but let's talk about another team maybe. Uh, you know, I talked about the Nationals a little bit earlier and thinking, are they going to trade Harper or are they not? Are they selling or are they not? Are there any other teams that you thought should have made another big trade, whether it was buying or selling? Uh, Corey, let's start with you. Of course you're going to start with me. Um, it's not fair. I know. I wasn't prepared. I've got to get my, my, my screen up, my stats up here. Um, I got some. You know, That's, That's cheating. That's cheating. Hey, look, it's called being well-informed. No um, technology. You know, the one, the one player I thought style. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm the, sorry. I thought the Reds were going to sell a little bit more. I thought the Reds would get rid of Harvey. I'm kind of surprised yeah. they didn't hear Peter Jeanette's name anywhere. Um, I, you know, they got they got rid of Adam Duvall, which, you know, he's only batting barely over 200 and, you know, has some home runs and RBIs. But I, I kind of felt like Cincinnati was in a place where they're close, but they need some better pitching. You know, maybe maybe trade off Harvey for some prospects. They could have putting on something for Scooter. I thought they would sell a little bit more than what they did. Mm-hmm. I'm with you there. All right, uh, Matt. Agree. What about you? Any thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. Um, real quick, I would say Atlanta, just a little bit, just because uh, you have the assets to go out and acquire an archer. And to me, I thought. By the end of today, I thought they would be, they would, they would have done something more um, on the Archer front, especially because they can control Archer through 2021. So that's what surprised me. I thought Archer was going to go to Atlanta, and then, um, I, and like you said, I thought the Reds would sell more. I was surprised Iglesias' name didn't come up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, the, the and Harvey especially. And Scooter Jeanette, although I think they're trying to work out an extension with him. Yeah. So I think those are my biggest takeaways. The Reds not selling and the Braves not Get down, get down, get down. Gapper. Sorry. It's 5-4. Uh, All right, Cubs okay. are rallying. I didn't know you guys would be quicker than mine. Triple, get in. Yeah, oh, triple. you got to tie this thing up. You got Rizzo has to bring him mm-hmm. in right here. How many this outs? Vasquez. Zero. Zero. No outs. Oh, half the time. Children, oh, children, hey. children, focus. Hey, I've got one. We're watching. We're excited. The Cubs actually may win something. Literally. I've got oh, William, you said you ball. Yeah, I got one. Go uh, ahead. I think the Giants, the Giants surprised me by not trading, whether it was McCutcheon or even Pence. I mean, because the Giants are kind of a middling team who barely is contending, probably right. isn't going to really go anywhere. And I... I don't know if McCutcheon was really going to get traded, but his name was out there. I think I saw Pence's name out there. Um, I'm trying to think of some other guys. They didn't do anything. I mean, literally. So it's kind of weird, I guess. But Giants seem committed to doing whatever they might do the rest of the way. And I'm thinking they'll retool in the offseason again, whatever that means. And Cueto's out with Tommy. I mean, sounds like Cueto's going to have Tommy John surgery. Right. Um, I don't know. My, my boss is a Giants fan, and we were going over it earlier. But uh, Cueto's a Quaid looks like he's done for the year. Um, Bumgarner was like the only guy who they would not trade, and I don't know. It might come to the point where he has to just to really get something in there. But uh, yeah, the Giants hit the button. Hit the reset button. 
Yeah, exactly. Hit the reset button. Oh, I agree. I, I said they should have done that in the off season instead of going after yeah. aging veterans. I, I really thought mm-hmm. the Giants should have rebuilt yeah. that team. Mm-hmm. I agree. It was just weird how they kind of try to retool and. I mean, they're not, they're not as awful as last year, obviously, but, you know, it's kind of like just, you know, probably retool. And I kind of agree about the Reds, too, because I thought whether it was going to be Harvey or I thought Harvey might go to Milwaukee or, you know, but, yeah, the Reds, I guess they're trying to bank on potentially. I heard that they actually are hoping they can contend next year. So they're telling people they're going to trade anybody that it's going to be a big haul and Russell's out of third. But uh, Wow, that just. That just they call that could have just lost this game. Oh man, he's safe. I thought he got his. What a loser! Out. What a loser! Respect on you guys for Okay, uh, so Danny. Man, here comes all the Russell slander on Twitter. Oh yeah, Twitter. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. Now. Okay, his hands are back to the task at hand. Yeah, what were we talking about yeah, again? Well, we were talking about trading. Oh, teams. You, yeah. Okay. So I'll take a. I'll take kind of the opposite angle of what Matt said. I was originally going to go with Atlanta, but since Matt uh, Matt took it first, thanks, Matt. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Shut up, Matt. Shut up. Um. So I'll kind of go the opposite route of what uh, Will was saying. Uh, I thought the Giants should have tried to add. And I agree with Alex that it, I was surprised that they acquired guys like McCutcheon and Longoria in the offseason. When they did that, obviously the plan was to contend this year. And so once you've done that, I think that you owe it to your organization and your fans to keep going for that because they're only five games back. Like, they are not out of this. They're within reaching distance. And so yeah. I, I don't think they should have sold anybody, but I, I do think they should have tried to go after somebody. I think they should have made at least an effort to improve their team a little bit because when I, the way they've approached this, that they might as well. They've got nothing to lose now. I mean, they basically said they were going all in on this year, so it, to see them just standing pat is a little bit of a head scratcher for me. That's what surprises me is standing pat. Yeah, whether it was either buying or selling, it was the fact that they just did nothing that surprised me the most. I mean, a blind a blind squirrel could have told you that what the Giants have wasn't going to get it done. I mean, everything had to go perfectly for this to work. I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody had uh, any you know misconceptions about how good this Giants team was going to be. I think they're pretty much doing exactly what people thought they would do. Yeah, I mean, I I came into the season thinking it'd be a 500 team. I mean, that's yeah, really all they I basically are. Division. Yeah, what we didn't see coming though is the really slow start from the Dodgers. So, but no, I mean, but that that five, evaporated pretty fast. Five games back, start of August is you know, that's not out of it. They could still they go on a crazy hot streak, they're right back in the mix. They should have done That's something. That's usually with their World Series is they get hot. Yeah, the Giants Vinette. usually go for like 500 and win the World Series anyway. The Nets are in the same boat as the Giants, which is why I found it a little odd that they didn't make a stronger push for like a Ryamuto. Because mm. if you think about it, 
if you weren't going to trade Harper, that tells me and every other team in baseball, you're still going for it. So you're in an adding spot. And to me, if you put Lee Mutum in there with Harper and Rendon and Trey Turner and whatever, and Scherzer's going to pitch and whatever, they've still got a shot at it. But I think giving up Kinsler, you kind of canceled out what you said you were doing the earlier in the day. You believe in your team. Great, you believe in your team, but you just trade him one of your key bullpen pieces. You know, I I wonder if that little play for on, on the Harper saying that he's available than not was just something to kind of aggravate the team a little bit into playing like they are tonight. I mean, yeah, they're playing against, you know, the mess, but they're up 19 to 1. They're finally seeing some offense from the entire lineup. I wonder if something like it was just kind of a motivational tactic more than anything else because they have, unless they have Strasburg coming back, you know, if, have, if Strasburg comes back, they've got a rotation that can fill it, that can pitch in the playoffs. They've got enough of a bullpen to make it through the playoffs. So, I'm, I'm kind of like on the Nat side of things. Like, what was the mo- what was the true motivation behind Rizzo coming out saying, or someone saying that Harper's going to get traded, and then not, and then Rizzo come out like, nope, we believe in our team. I guess they thought they could get a good deal, and probably thought, nah, we're not getting what we thought. Or, yeah, maybe what's motivation? Do you guys really think teams weren't checking in on the Nationals on Harper for the last week? And they were definitely calling in. Were they? I don't know. I think the Cubs were calling in going, please don't trade them so we can sign them this offseason. I mean, if you got – they were going to try to do that either way, whether you got traded or not. Yeah. No, because see, what's going to happen? He's going to be on a Nat team that's not going to make the playoffs. He's going to be on. A, he's going to have. A, he's going to struggle the second half of the season, and then his value is going to go down a bit. If he went off to like the Dodgers, they win the World Series. His, his price is going to go up. So you know, I'm just trying to think from the do- the dollar sign standpoint. I I wouldn't necessarily count the Nats out of the playoffs yet. Like that's, that's no, they're yeah. not good that far out. That's a right. good team that's really underperforming, as opposed to a team like the A's, which is kind of mediocre and just on an insane hot streak. The Nats are a really good team that just they aren't playing good baseball. So I mean, that could turn around in a hurry, and only the five and on their. So I I still think the Nats could make the playoffs. That's definitely not so, out of the yeah. question. This point. Same, same. Yeah, the well, especially really since you have a young team in Atlanta, you know, we'll see how long yeah. they can keep going, you know what I mean? Yeah, they can really, yeah. get it, for sure. Yeah, and as far as Oakland, this is like their four-year thing. Like, every five years, they make a improbable run. <laughs> until until August, and then, that happens, then they fall apart. Yeah, we'll see what happens. They, were, they, were, they did it in 14 with Lester. Uh, I think a couple of years before that, they made that crazy run and won the West or something, or got the wild card or whatever. Um, yeah, that's what they did. That's the rotation that could have gotten the job done, though. This this A's team is a different story. Like this A's team is not built for October. It's oh, yeah. not. No, that's not happening. Maybe they'll stick their way in, but uh, they're not going to go on any kind of run. I don't think. Well, they're not no. going to beat New York in a wild card game in all likelihood. So, no. yeah, no. I think the wild card game in the Yankees in Seattle, to be honest with you, but yeah, oh, yeah, it might be. That was too boring. I, I really hope Seattle doesn't get in there because they, because I think cause the Brewers of the American League, they have no character, they have no interesting players. They're just, I don't know, they're they're vanilla. 
I don't like it. Yeah. It is heavy um, throat. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Miami, by the way? Mm. Oh, that's a heavy tie. Never mind. Yeah, he's, yeah. Oh, boy. But I find it weird, like, like, um, real quick. I, I find it weird, like, people are always discounting Seattle. Seattle's only three games back at Houston, man. Just hate them and wish ill upon them. Can you imagine uh-huh. Seattle, everybody? That's just how it goes. Houston for the division? I thought Cubs fans did that to the Brewers and the White Sox, not the Mariners. The Brewers did it to themselves because they're stupid. They had a pitching problem, and to correct it, they went out and got a mediocre second baseman and third baseman. I honestly think the Milwaukee Brewers, they're relying on their pitchers going five innings and then letting that bullpen go the rest of the way. The bullpen is fantastic, but you're going to wear them out by doing that. They had the worst. Yeah, the, uh, they had the worst trade season of every team in the league. Like the Brewers dropped the ball. If I was a Brewers they fan, would have gotten really good. Yeah, I would be livid. Like they have their biggest concern was their rotation, and they went out and got a third baseman that wasn't as good as the third baseman they already had. And then they got Jonathan Stokes, who hits some home runs, but other than that, he's pretty much just mediocre. So like the Brewers did well, nothing to improve. Thing, though. Chances. They to line up, and they didn't do the one thing they needed to do to get better, which doesn't they bother might, me. They might make an August trade. I don't know who, what could happen, but you know, an August. Yeah, they might try happen. and get Harvey. Harvey. Yeah. I was just gonna Harvey. Yeah. That's a huge risk, though, because they could end up being buried by August. They could be out of it sure. by then. I don't think they will be. I don't think they, they will. be. No, they will. Right now, you and me, Pat. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I don't What's think your no, they're going to run away with dollars. Ten whole dollars. Ten dollars. And you know what? We gotta I'll, say, I'll say this. I'll say this. I think that St. Louis has a better chance of finishing a last than the Brewers falling out of it in August. <laughs> uh, I, I, I kind of hope both things happen. I don't think they'll finish yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. And I do hope that happens. I, okay. What are we saying mm-hmm. is out of it? Like 10, 10 games plus back of the yeah, Cubs? Not happening. <laughs> yes. Ten dollars yeah. ten games back. Okay. So we got we're talking uh, what, like end of August is that or middle middle of what what well, are we doing? At, because don't forget after August twenty fifth or something, if you make a trade, you can't be on the postseason roster. Okay. So, so we'll, Go with August twenty fifth. We're gonna August August twenty fifth. August twenty fifth. Brewers have really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, see, this is where it gets uh, sticky because it's hard to say what exactly constitutes being out of it. Like what what uh, what kind of lead is insurmountable at that point? How many games? I thought I thought it was September first that you had a be um, on the roster to the playoff roster. Oh, I didn't know it was August 25th. I don't know. Yeah. August 25th is as good a date as any. Like, that's, that's okay. almost a, that's, that's a good okay. That's a good time to school, I think. Fair. So, August 25th, there's going to be, what, about 35, 40 games less? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, should we yeah. say eight? If, if the Cubs are up eight games, 
on the Brewers by August 25th, then, then the Brewers, they, they have no shot at winning the division, or at least it's it's a really long shot for them, right? Yeah. Can we agree on well, that? Well, they do have – they have – they would have six games left against the Cubs in September. I'm looking at their schedule right now, and it's pretty tough. I mean, it's, uh, they're playing – Yeah. Sorry. See, but I'm, I'm, just, I'm that type of guy like looking at all the stats. It's still, it's still going to be tough, and I, I don't know. Right. But of all their series left, they have one series against the Padres, one, two against the Reds in August, and then everybody else is 500 or better in contention. Like all right. Last, so, the last weekend of the year, they're in Detroit. So everybody else is red. Oh, excuse me. They've got Cubs. They've got Pirates. They've got St. Louis. They've got the Nationals. They've got the uh, Giants. They've got the Dodgers. Uh Atlanta, they've got a pretty brutal schedule the rest of the way. Okay, so what what are we doing here, Pat? We gotta. This is it's, it's the wheels are in motion. This is happening. We gotta settle this. What's what are the terms here? All right, the money so, table. Got it. We want some money, Lebowski. What are we doing? Where's the money, Lebowski? Okay, so ten dollar bet. The Brewers on August twenty fifth. That's the date we agreed, right, guys? Yes. yes. August twenty fifth. That'll work. Okay, August twenty fifth. The Brewers have to be seven and a half out at least. Seven and a half by August twenty fifth. That's right. A yeah. first place. I that's that'll work. This is me extending my hand to shake your hand right now. Now we're talking division only, yes. Yeah? Yes. Yes. Who's taking this bet, Pat and who? It's me and Adam. It's the two main co-hosts here. It's the ones that we have oh, okay. to put up with each other all the time, unfortunately. So Adam thinks that the Cubs are going to have up? It's a deal. I, I'll take cash, uh, check, you can pay I how think it's me. It's going to be much, much closer. <laughs> Venmo him. Venmo well, him. <laughs> question. Who is on what side of the wager here? I'm, I'm, saying, the Cubs, I'm saying the Cubs are going to be up by at least seven and a half games on the Brewers by August 25th. And I'm saying it's going to be much closer than that because the Brewers outside one little slip-up before the All-Star break, they, they've been consistently winning games. Brewers are a brown stain in the paint, so, like, they're going to they're gonna screw this up. They already have. The Cards are down 4-1. to one. <laughs> Good. So the Cards were down 4 nothing yesterday, and they still won. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't believe Davis. He wasn't in the game. Old. He was or not, but they're all waiting on Matt Carpenter salsa. Oh, I I yeah. heard enough yeah. of that for one life. What, what do you guys? Did you guys know he makes his own salsa? What? What? I said. I said. Did you know he makes his own? I have salsa? no idea. Yeah, but who cares? Because salsa is just meh. Like, salsa's not that great. People are always like, oh, my God, it's the, you've got to try this salsa. It's so good. Salsa's not that – salsa sucks. That's too far. Nacho cheese over salsa any day of the week. Right? Oh, true. Yeah. Okay, so. okay I, I'll agree there, but salsa is good. On a good day, yeah, salsa is good. and that's all it is. Like, let's not – let's not uh, – nothing like going to Mexican and eating all the chips with salsa before you eat your actual meal. Yo, I love that. I do it every time. I tell myself I'm not going to do it, but then I do it anyway. Are you saying that 
Are you saying that salsa is the ranch dressing of Mexican condiments? No, I'm not, because ranch dressing can be very good on certain things. And ranch salsa is, is one letter away from being the word ranch. Okay? Also, it's on some things. Like, there's nothing you would eat with salsa that nacho cheese wouldn't be the better alternative. So, I'm trying to think of a good alternative that's not working. Yeah, yeah well. I mean, you can do guacamole. Guac. Right, that's what I'm saying. Guac is better than salsa. Guacamole costs extra. Salsa is free. I never get guacamole. It always costs extra. Yeah, well, you're guacking at the wrong places then, obviously. (laughs) Man, I'm not a guac guy, okay? I can get you a good deal on guac, okay? It's primo stuff. Best around. Um, Yeah. What do you guys make of A-Rod's comments? A-Rod is an idiot. A-Rod is a chud. (laughs) Okay, that guy was not really all garbage. It was clearly very little truth to that. He was saying on the air that night, he was totally just making that up as he was going along. Like, he had no factual basis for what he was saying. I I would be willing to bet. There's no way. He was was definitely just making that up. And I'm not surprised, though, because A-Rod is stupid. Well, A-Rod knows, I'll give him this, A-Rod knows about... uh, Teammates turn players because he had his teammates turn on him a couple times. I'm sure back in New York, whether it was what 13, um, the whole steroid drama with him. So yeah, at least he knows from experience. But obviously he was wrong about the Darvish situation. And I mean, no one's gonna admit it. If anyone actually said anything remotely possible to that or close to that, I mean, no one's gonna admit that. But in all likelihood, he just made that up. Randall, you try to. Probably mm-hmm. offer an example, and it came out as, like, absolute, and it's like, yeah, nope, not buying it. I'm just surprised that no one like Rizzo's come out and tell you against it. Well, well, he kind Rizzo, of did. I mean, didn't he? I, mean, I think he sort of did. I think he came out, like, sure, yesterday. agents were the one that people were talking about the most. Yeah. I didn't see anything else. So, oh, of course, I'm not on Twitter all the time like Adam is, so. Rizzo's on the record Kaplan talking about, you know, defending Darvish and everybody loves him. So, I mean, of course he's going to say that no matter what, but I believe him. I don't think that there's any issues in the clubhouse. I mean, we, we no. have, like, when teams have clubhouse issues, it comes out like the Cardinals, right. potentially the Nationals. I'm not saying that the Nationals do, but there's been some rumblings in there. So, I mean, the Cubs have a great clubhouse as advertised. I think we would have heard, heard by now if, negative things were happening or, you know. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, when, when a team I has major clubhouse issues, it's not breaking news. Like, it's usually pretty obvious to most people that there's some kind of turmoil going on. And I, I don't see that being the case in Chicago. Guys, I hate to cut this off, but we have 30 seconds left, so we are out of time. I really wish we could continue this show, but we have to wrap it all up. Corey, William, Matt, Cody, Adam, thanks to you all for coming in tonight. This was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. It was okay. It was just okay. It was all right. None of you were speculating. You were all just okay. Yeah. I don't really mean that, though. Thanks, boys. Well, everyone, thank you again for listening. We will see you next week, and have a good night.
Looking for a new gig? Domino's has what you need. Whether you're a student looking to pay your way through college or a parent looking for 12 hours per week to pay that mortgage, look no more. Chicagoland Domino's Pizza locations have immediate openings for delivery experts. Drivers take home cash daily. And if you're interested in making a career out of it, 90% of all Domino's franchisees started as delivery drivers or pizza makers. See details and apply at jobs.dominoes.com or visit any Chicagoland Domino's location. Make sure your kids start the new school year with a healthy smile. Grove Dental can help you check off a dental exam from your back-to-school list. At Grove Dental, we offer compassionate, comprehensive dental care in a state-of-the-art environment that tailors to your specific dental needs. With 30 dentists and specialists in four convenient Chicagoland offices, we are your family's one-stop dental office. Take advantage of our new patient special, an exam and cleaning for adults and kids, just $49. Now that's something to smile about. Visit grovedental.com. 